Salutations, listeners. You are listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, and I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are taking an interesting little spotlight. Uh, I love to do different things, throw a couple curveballs to your ears, and um, keep you guessing. So that's what we're doing uh, this particular episode of the podcast. With this episode, we are spotlighting what I like to call jazz noir. Now, that's kind of like film noir. And if you've heard little sayings like this... I feel like I just smoked a deck of cigarettes and forgot to blow out the smoke. Then you know that you know you've heard some classic film noir. And whether you're a fan of, you know, uh, Double Indemnity or any of those things or more modern film noir, there's a certain vibe to it. And it's usually instrumental music. It's hard to describe in words... Um, but it's usually put to the soundtrack of alongside rainy montages in film or foggy montages, usually in black and white film. Um, it's hard to, like I said, it's hard to put into words, but you know it when you hear it. Usually it's like a detective, um theme or a pulp novel, something to that effect. But there's a certain style of jazz that when you hear that, you're like, oh, that sounds like film noir. I bet that would be a great part of a soundtrack in with that. And so what we're doing is we're bringing you 12 tracks, uh, only two of which are actual film soundtrack pieces. The rest are just jazz tracks that happen to embody that kind of style. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a drink, and get ready for some jazz noir here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
All right. Very cool. Very moody music there. So that last track that we just heard was uh, a tune written by uh, the pianist Don Grolnick. And it is featured on the 1987 self-titled album Michael Brecker. And the name of the tune is The Cost of Living. And this is on Michael Brecker's first solo album. And it really features a who's who of jazz stars. Michael Brecker on the tenor saxophone, Jack DeJanette on the drums, Charlie Hayden on the bass, the one and only Kenny Kirkland on keyboards, and Pat Metheny on guitars. And if you're wondering, uh, why is Brecker playing a Don Grolnick tune? Well, Don Grolnick, besides being the producer of this album alongside Michael Brecker, was also um, part of, well, yeah, he was part of uh, the writing team for Steps Ahead. He wrote that tune, Pools, that uh, Brecker played on with Mike Manieri and Peter Erskine and Eliani Elias um, and Eddie Gomez. So if you haven't checked out Steps Ahead, please do so. Um, yeah, that is one of my favorite tunes off of this entire album. It's just a fantastic album. It really is. Um, but that's one that's got those moody vibes. So you kind of see where I'm going with this entire episode after hearing that first set. The song that we heard in the middle there, talk about your stellar lineups, um, was performed by... Elvin Jones on the drums, Dave Holland on the bass, and Bill Frizzell on guitars. And it was an original composition by Bill entitled Strange Meeting. And he had recorded it before um, on one of his previous albums, but with a bigger band. But this trio version really has some nice um, noir you know, uh, sentiments to it. So I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's lump that one in with there. So, <clears throat> and I was wrong, by the way, when I said that there were only two, <clears throat> um, tracks off of these 12 that were featured in films. Um, because I forgot one or two, <laughs> but this is one of them as well, which is the tune that we started off the set with. You heard that, reverb soaked trumpet sound and that was from the film Ascensure pour le chiffaud which is better known as lift to the scaffold in english and that was by the one and only miles davis on the trumpet also featuring uh, a host of parisian musicians with him barney willen on the tenor saxophone rene ertger Ertrager on the piano, Pierre Michelot on the bass, and Kenny Clark on the drums. At that point in time, Kenny Clark had expatriated over to France. So, um, yes, and the song, that, the title of the song that we heard was called Générique. I'm trying my best French pronunciations here. Uh, but Générique, along with all of these other pieces, uh, were... It's been documented that it was truly a testament of improvisational prowess by Miles Davis. They basically went, all the musicians 
went into this room and there was a big screen uh, and the movie played and Miles just basically said, play a D minor, then go to like, you know, like G minor, you know. And, and so he was just throw out chords. It was just like these sketches. He's like, no, no, like boom, boom. And then he would just play. He would just literally improv to what the film looked like. And he's like, no, no, go back, go back, let's try it again. You know, but it was truly just his vision of what he wanted, what he thought sounded good as it went with the film. It's not like typical film scoring that you would find with like John Williams or whatever, but it's nonetheless effective. So, and it's, and it's a very, there was this one scene where, um, the actress, and, and her name is escaping me. Um, oh, Jean Moreau. Jean Moreau, yeah. She is walking down like this street, and it's like nighttime. Of course, it's a black and white film, so it's got, it, hits, it checks all the boxes for film noir. And this is kind of the song that's going on. And she's got like tears in her eyes, you know what I mean? So, um, but Miles focused in on that. He honed in on what the emotions were for the moment, and provided music in real time. So it's an improvisational film score, and it's it was documented, it was recorded, and it works out really well. So kudos to Miles. Uh, but yeah, the whole album is really cool. Even though it's off the cuff, it's really cool, and I can't um, suggest it high enough that if you want some really just awesome Miles Davis-sounding like tracks, check out Asensio Pole Chafot. And if you want to know how to spell that, don't worry about trying to like jot it down or whatever. Just go to our website. We've got all the tracks spelled correctly by the artist with the album artwork so you know what to look for, hopefully in your own records, local record store. And if not, at least you know what to download or buy. And our address for our website here at the podcast is Dr. Jazz Podcast. D-R-J-A-Z-Z podcast.wordpress.com and if you want to reach out to us uh, you can click the little contact button at the top fill out your email in the box and we will respond back to you yeah also don't forget to share the Dodger Jazz podcast with anybody you think would be interested in it because we are on all your typical podcast platforms whether that's Apple Podcasts SoundCloud Stitcher Amazon Podcast Podcasts, tune in, Podbean, you name it, we are there. So pass on the good word. Remember, we're not making a dime off this. This is a labor of love for this wonderful music. So enough talking from me. Let's get back to some more jazz noir here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Whew, that's good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So that was a theme that you probably may have recognized, even if you might not remember the title, and I will help you out right there. It's none other than the theme to Chinatown from the 1974 film Chinatown with Faye Dunaway and Jack Nicholson, written by the great Jerry Goldsmith. But it was performed here by the one and only Terrence Blanchard on trumpet, alongside Carl Allen on the drums, Reginald Veal on the bass, and the one and only Kenny Kirkland on piano. In fact, this was Kenny Kirkland's uh, last album because in the liner notes it's dedicated, the whole album is dedicated to the memory of the late, great Kenny Kirkland. And uh, this comes from Terrence's uh, album called Jazz in Film. And uh, it, it, besides that cast of characters, Carl Allen, Reginald Veal, and Kenny Kirkland, it also features uh, some great cameos by Donald Harrison, who rejoins his uh, former combo partner with Terrence, the great uh, trombonist and conch shell artist Steve Ture, and Joe Henderson as well, yeah, this is um, a really fantastic album on Columbia, Re- yeah, Sony, Columbia, Sony. No, it's all Sony. I thought it was on Columbia, but no. Um, yeah, it's on Sony, and it's just fantastic music. Um, a streetcar named Desire, Chinatown, which we heard right there. Uh, Andre Previn's The Subterraneans, uh, The Pawnbroker by Quincy Jones. Clockers, which is a film score that Terrence Blanchard wrote on his own. I mean, it's just so many great tracks on that album. Uh, you know, and it's got the strings and everything is arranged by Terrence as well. Because the man is just multi-talented. Um, and he gets that real nice strings, melancholy, noir vibe that Jerry Goldsmith specifically wrote into that song you know he didn't like completely change the mood which is nice uh so yeah chinatown right that's a classic noir film thing and it once again it's about a detective you know a private investigator you know jack nicholson so there you go in the film before that in the middle of the set we heard a tune called wherever you are and it is by guitarist Mike Stern. And it's written by Mike Stern, too. Uh, Mike Stern was on guitar. Jim Beard was on piano and synthesizer. Harvey Schwartz was on the acoustic bass. And Ben Porowski was on drums. And it comes from Mike Stern's 1994 album, Is What It Is. Yeah, I'm not just saying that. Like That's the title of the album is what it is. Um, and it's got some string, synthesized strings going on. Um, it's got kind of like a Spanish classical guitar thing. Uh, there's some chords and chord sequences that tend to make you feel like there's some moments of despair, then some moments of like hope, and then going back to melancholy despair. So it, it there's a lot of drama within this not only the sound landscape but in the chordal harmony 
a harmonic landscape as well. So that's why I kind of included that tune in here. I, I think it's just a really interesting tune. There's, there's, look, there are plenty of people who absolutely love Mike Stern, and there are plenty of people who absolutely don't like Mike Stern. But you have to keep your ears open. There could be something, even if you're one of those people that just like, ah, I don't care for Mike Stern. Okay, okay. But you have to keep your ears open because there could be one song that you do like, and it's okay. No one's going to put your feet to the fire. Imagine that. What's the worst that can happen? You find another musical song that you actually like. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that so bad? So there you go. And then we started off the set with one of my absolute favorite artists and one of my absolute favorite Desert Island jazz albums. The one and only Sonny Rollins. We heard to start off that set, You Don't Know What Love Is, which is a great standard all to itself. But it comes from the landmark album, Saxophone Colossus, recorded in 1956 with the great Max Roach on drums, Doug Watkins on the bass, Tommy Flanagan on the piano, and our man Sonny Rollins on the tenor saxophone. And just the tempo that he chose to record that at some of the note choices, some of the odd note choices that he chose to improv with on that album, just, it gives it a whole different, like, I've heard this ballad by, you know, probably a hundred different jazz artists, like uh, Chet Baker and all that, but when it's in Sonny Rollins' hands on this album, it does come off very film noir, and I think it's fantastic, so hopefully you dug it too. And thank you again, by the way, for listening to the podcast and making us, allowing us to be a part of your day or evening. Um, yeah, we certainly do appreciate y'all. Seriously. So, enough talking from me. Let's get to our third set of some jazz noir here on the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Thank you. 
Yeah. Mm, good stuff. So that last track was Duke Ellington and his orchestra from his soundtrack that he wrote to the 1959 film Anatomy of a Murder, directed by Otto Preminger. And it starred James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, Lee Remick, Ben Gazzara, and Arthur O'Connell. Yeah, it, th- that is one of the quintessential kind of film noir, jazz noir kind of soundtracks. <clears throat> it's just beautiful. And in fact, I've seen the film, and Duke Ellington makes a cameo in the film playing the piano, and Jimmy Stewart winds up sitting next to him and, and playing along as well, which is just fantastic. Um, yeah, it's part of the golden treasure trove of jazz that happened in 1959. That was truly a magical year for jazz music <clears throat> because that was the exact same year besides uh, Duke Ellington writing the soundtrack to Anatomy of a Murder was the exact same year that we had such landmarks in jazz such as Kind of Blue by Miles Davis, Giant Steps by John Coltrane, Blowing the Blues Away by Horace Silver, The Shape of Jazz to Come by Ornette Coleman, Time Out, which included Take Five by the Dave Brubeck Quartet, Mingus I Um, which uh, was by Charles Mingus that had Better Get It in Your Soul and Goodbye Pork by Hat, and all these fables of Phobos, all these fantastic things just getting thrown at us left and right. This is yet another part of that golden year, is Duke Ellington and his Anatomy of a Murder soundtrack. Before that, we heard the beautiful Benny Golson composition, Whisper Not. And we heard it from Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers, which featured Lee Morgan playing that melody on trumpet alongside the composer himself, Benny Golson on the tenor saxophone, Bobby Timmons on the piano, Jimmy Merritt on the bass, and the leader, Art Blakey, on the drums. It comes from the Fontana album, 1958 Paris Olympia, and was recorded November 22nd and December 17th, 1958, at the Paris Olympia Theater. (coughs) Gorgeous stuff. And it's a wonderful melody. Whisper Not is truly one of the standards in jazz. So there you go. And then we started off the set with one of my favorite musicians in all of jazz uh, due to his unbridled lyricism. (coughs) And it's also one of my favorite standards, too. Um, It was the Dietz and Schwartz standard Alone Together. And we heard that performed by the one and only Chet Baker from his Riverside album simply entitled Chet. And you want to talk about a who's who of jazz. Oh, my God. Chet Baker on trumpet, Pepper Adams on the Barry sax, Herbie Mann on the flute, the great Kenny Burrell on guitar, Bill Evans on the piano, Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers on the bass, and then two drummers filling out the drum duties, Philly Joe Jones and Connie K. 
Kay. You may know the name Connie Kay from the Modern Jazz Quartet. Yeah. And that was recorded December 30th, 1958 and January 19th, 1959. So all three of those selections either come from 1958 or 1959. How's that for a jazz noir little window? Yeah. And it's just, it's taken at such a slow tempo, too. That's something else I wanted to mention, is there are hundreds of recordings of that standard in jazz alone together. And there's great medium tempo, big band uh, arrangements by Artie Shaw and his orchestra. Um, There's just, yeah, you've got the uh, beautiful vibraphone and trumpet arrangement by Miles Davis on his Blue Moods album. But this one is, it really stands alone because it is at such a slow tempo that it really draws the listener's ears in. And that was a very um that was a very wise move on on the part of the um the musicians there. So the, the whole album is fantastic. It's got other standards as well, such as It Never Entered My Mind, You and the Night and the Music, September Song, If You Could See Me Now by Tad Dameron, How High the Moon. <clears throat> but that one is like the go-to. And that's that's also the opening track, too. And it kind of sets the tone for the whole album. It's just a beautiful album. But it's, in fact, another great example of what I like to call jazz noir, which is our spotlight subject here on this episode of the Doc Jazz Podcast. As I said previously, it's hard to put it into words, uh, but you can definitely tell something that slips into that kind of style and category when you hear it. So, we are just taking 12 of my favorite tracks that kind of hit that benchmark, and, well, you know, hopefully it gives you some cool jazz noir vibes as well. Remember, if you know somebody who would dig these kind of jazz noir vibes, please share the podcast info with them. We are wherever you can find your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, you name it, we are there. So feel free to share. Uh, we'd love to grab some more listeners who would enjoy this kind of music. <clears throat> also, if you are trying to jot down any of these titles or these artists, Don't worry about it. We've got everything mapped out for you, for your convenience. So all you have to do is go to our website. Or if you're on your phone, we're mobile-friendly as well. Just go to Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast.wordpress.com, and there you can find out all the track, artist, and album art info in the order of which it's played for every single episode of the podcast. Also at the top there, you can click contact. It will pop up a separate page with a, a blank box. And in that box, you can write your email to us, click send, and we will receive it. And we will make sure that we here at the podcast will write you back. So we'd love to hear from you if you've got something to say. And if you have a free moment, don't forget to go. If you follow through Apple Podcasts, feel free to write us a positive review. We'd love to do that. We're so close to that perfect 5.0. And we would appreciate it. So, enough PSA from me. 
Um, we've got one more great set of jazz noir coming at you, and we are sure to satisfy. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the J- Dr. Jazz Podcast, Jazz Noir Episode.
stellar tracks i just love all three of those so the first track that we heard was kristallen denfina which is translated from swedish into english as the fine crystal which is a traditional swedish tune performed by the art farmer quartet art farmer on flugelhorn the great jim hall on guitar, Steve Swallow on the bass, and Pete LaRocca on the drums. It comes from his album To Sweden with Love from 1964. Just a gorgeous album all the way around, but that's one of my favorites, and it's got that little hint of melancholy by the voicings in the guitar and the flugelhorn. It's just, it's, yeah, kind of what I lump into as jazz noir. And Probably one of the most definitive tracks of Jazz Noir was the middle track in that set there, Park Avenue Petite, once again written by the great Benny Golson, this time performed by the one and only trumpet great Blue Mitchell. Uh, With his sextet, Blue Mitchell on trumpet, Curtis Fuller 
on trombone throughout the album, not on that track. Jimmy Heath on tenor saxophone. Um, let's see. Wynton Kelly on piano. Sam Jones on bass. Philly Joe Jones, no relation, on drums. Uh, recorded in New York City, September 1959. Here's another great album from 1959, that golden time for jazz. Yeah, the whole album is just absolutely killer. Don't forget that uh, Blue Mitchell was the trumpet player for Horace Silver's quintet, and he does not disappoint on that album either. Go check out the album Blue Soul by Blue Mitchell. Yes, it's just incredible on Riverside Records. And then we ended with a tune called End Titles, because what better way to end a jazz noir episode then with a title called End Titles. And it was from John Zorn's Filmworks Volume 6. 1996 was the year that he had a couple of these. He has 25 albums of Filmworks series and this is just Volume 6 but it comes from the movie Anton Mailman directed from 1996 directed by Dina Waxman and we heard Mark Rebo on the guitar, Greg Cohen on the bass, and Ciro Baptista on the percussion. Yes. Um, lots of great noir-esque uh, tracks from the great composer John Zorn there. So we certainly hope that you've dug this entire episode, and it's certainly a vibe. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully you found some familiar tunes and hopefully you found some new tunes that you, maybe you didn't know about and that you want to go check out. So, again, if you want all that info, just go to our website. It's all there, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com, and you can check it out. Uh, thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your day or your evening. And, uh, yeah, in the famous words of Duke Ellington, you are very beautiful, very gracious, very lovely, and we do love you madly. And until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust. <laughs>